grave danger? Is there another kind? You see, the useful idiots that the Soviet Union, that Lenin put into America, are now the useful idiots from the Chinese. U.S. President Joe Biden, who has had another week of gaffes, confused moments. Uh, uh, They're coming down on America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. And I want to dedicate the opening of that of this program, Speaking Out America, to Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Well-deserved. He's the latest. It has become a tool of the Communist Party. We'll get to that. Mark Walters is going to be joining me in a little while to follow up on the horrific uh, events as they played out last week in Maine. Mark Walters is the host of the nationally syndicated program, Armed America Radio, which is uh, on a number of stations that carry this program. And also, we want to thank you for joining me on Speaking Out America. I'm also welcoming a new sponsor here in a couple of days, getthetea.com, uh, and I can't wait to undergo my new regimen. I'm going to try all the products and give you a first-hand account on how I feel and, you know, that kind of stuff, and we're proud to have them on. I'm a big believer that if the system is strong, then the body is strong. And what I mean, and that, by the way, not only applies to the human individual, but it also applies to the world at large. And a good example of this is the ongoing struggle that's ensuing between his, uh, the state of Israel and Palestine. Uh, and it is uh, amazing. A lot of people over the weekend, like myself, kept checking in. Is World War III going to start? When is Iran going to start attacking? I mean, you know, we all have some influence of the Bible in our lives. Even if you're not a religious person, chances are... You were read certain stories. Chances are you watched the Ten Commandments when it came on every Christmas uh, with uh, Moses. I mean, you can't if you are uh, unless you're in Europe and you were raised by, you know, anarchist atheists. There's some influence that you have in your life. You've walked into a courtroom or you've seen something in a school classroom. Maybe a quote from Psalms. Uh, John 3.16, everybody holds those up sometimes at, at sporting events. Now, there's no question you can't get away from the religious history uh, that is a common thread that runs through Western civilization, going all the way back beyond even to the Greeks, the Egyptians. Uh, there are some that, that say that uh, Christ had an indelible effect on the Coptics because of his visits to Egypt as a young boy. I mean, you can't get away from the fact that this war that we're watching has biblical proportions. And I think that's why the people in the West, and by the way, that's also true for the people of the East. Uh, Islam has its own set of prophecies that it looks for. The establishment of its meccas, and uh, it, it, it's just, it, it's... It's hard to separate. This is not just... Like, the war in Ukraine is a secular war. It is clearly a war of of national pride, but also of land. Uh, and whether the motivations for Putin are that he just wants to eventually take back Ukraine, 
or if it's true what he says, he just wants a little sliver of it there on the East Coast because, uh, not the East Coast, but the Eastern Donbass region because it's ethnically uh, Russian, which I myself as a, as a Western ignorant person, I don't know the difference between a Ukrainian and a Russian. I mean, if you go back 100 years, could you tell? Would you be able to tell? I don't know. They look the same to me. They all have that. I mean, if, you, if I was in Poland or I was in Moscow, I don't think I'd be able to tell you. Uh, just like if you were to ask me, well, what is it that makes a Jew a Jew and an, an Arab an Arab? And I wouldn't know. I mean, it's hard to know because DNA is flying all over the place. You know, the only thing I do know is that, you know, I can clearly see a person of color, a black person and a white person. That's hard not to distinguish. So. It's a, this war is, I mean, the the destruction that we're watching. Uh, the UN condemning it. I mean, part of me feels that that the Jews have every right to make sure that they never get bombed again, and they have to put down Hamas because Hamas. This is what I sort of in my own simple, simplest, simplistic mind, came up with. Let's say that, you know, a small group of extreme radical right MAGA Trump-loving conservatives took over Washington. They just took it over. Somehow through the machinations of politics, we wake up one day and we find out that the government is in the hands of people like the left would say, like Mike Johnson. Extremely conservative people. And let's say that this group of extremist MAGA-loving patriots decided that they thought that Canada belonged to the United States. Let's just say they said, oh, you know what, Canada really is part of the United States. Sure, we lost a battle back in the 1700s, but you know what, we need Canada. And we think that Canada is full of Americans, and we think that they would rather be Americans than Canadians, especially with that nut Justin Trudeau, okay? So let's say that we decided that we were going to bomb the hell out of Montreal. Or, yeah, because it's closest. Or Toronto. What do you think that, what do you think that uh, Canada would do? Canada would retaliate. Of course they would. They'd have to. And this is what's happening, is that Hamas believes, for religious reasons mostly, that they are entitled to Palestine. And to them, Palestine goes all the way to the ocean. It doesn't stop at the West Bank. And that's the way they feel. And they are been raised to believe, this small group of people, that Israel does not have a right to exist. That's it. And so what they do periodically is they attack Israel. I don't know why. I think it's because Iran backs them. See, that's the difference between today and 1,000 or 2,000, 3,000 years ago. There's always been a battle for territory in that area. Religious reasons are involved, surely, but also it's, it's, it's the classic Canaanites and the Judahites. And there was a, a battle then, 2,500 years ago. Uh, and that doesn't just go away because Hamas is destroyed. There's still going to be that sentiment that the Jews are not entitled to that area, and it's 
more Palestinian than Jewish. And so that war is never going to go away. But we can accept that, that Israel has a right to defend itself. And since the people of Palestine or Gaza uh, voted these jerks in, these uh, Hamas extremists in to, to run their government, what other choice does, do the Jews have but to take them out? Again, it'd be like if our country was taken over by a small group of conservative extremists and we started to push our weight around and we felt that there were certain entitlements, the world would react the same way. Of course, you know, Hamas cannot do what it did. Uh, but none of us want to see the bloodshed. That's the point. None of us want to see the bloodshed. And it tears at our hearts and our... We see these children on both sides. I think the death count now is 8,000. It's hard to tell because we don't know who, who's a reliable source in, uh, you know, in the Palestinian region. Got a lot of reporters over there. So this thing's not going to end tomorrow or the next day or the next week. As long as you have external forces, because what we're doing is we're stepping into a, if there's one country on this planet we would love to, do a regime regime change, it would probably be Iran. There's no secret. There's enormous an, an, uh, animosity between Iran and the United States. I fear that this smaller conflict between Hamas and Israel will eventually become a second proxy war in which we use other people to battle uh, or to fight our battles. We could be looking at a situation where not only we're fighting Ukraine, but we're also fighting or, or Russia through Ukraine, but also Iran through Israel and whoever else wants to join us, maybe the EU. But this thing is not going to go away. And we have certain people like Jake Sullivan and Victoria Newland who want the fighting on a limited level because it creates an economic boom uh, for the military industrial complex. Uh, but it's like an easy war. We'll just fight for a few years, and then we'll stop fighting. People will grow in fatigue. They'll be tired of it. We'll be after the elections. Biden will have been reelected because he's seen as a strong leader. That's the way they think. And that's part and parcel why we have these conflicts, because they get fueled on. They get egged on by these other larger countries. That's the difference between now and 3,000 years ago. There's always been bloodshed in the Middle East. There's always been bloodshed everywhere. Wars are a nasty thing. They're horrible. Modern man looks at war with great disdain, but our belligerency ensures that it continues. And now we've found a financial incentive to keep these wars going. And then if you're in the media, well, there's some benefits there because it keeps people tuned in. So... This this fighting that we're seeing now has always been there. Hard to believe that there's always been this bloodshed, this kind of animalistic, deep... I heard a friend of mine talking on the radio today about how hard it is to even conceive of children being beheaded. But yet this has been going on in the Middle East and in Europe and in Africa and North Africa since time immemorial. It's not going to go away. And neither are we. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. Be right back. Mark Walters joining us a little bit later on. And Gavin Newsom, what the hell is he doing in China?
Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins, I'm your host. It's good to be here. So uh, I do have to uh, say happy birthday to my late father. He would have been 91 on Sunday. And he's, uh, he's not been here for a, a long time. He died rather young, but he was a great man, great sense of humor. And uh, I think he would have enjoyed this show. Uh, also got a chance to see some really good football this weekend. Man, I, I feel like I'm an, it's an embarrassment of riches to have such two, two, three great football teams in my area. The Miami Dolphins, man, they're just so impressive. Six and six and two now. I mean, literally, they just have to win what one or two more games, and and they'll be guaranteed. And man, I can't believe it was about what about a month ago where they they scored seventy points. <laughs> seventy. Put your wrap your mind around that. Seventy points. That doesn't happen. In fact, it's only happened three times in the entire history of the NFL. Anyway, so I wish them the best of luck. Uh, that uh, Tua guy, he's just something else. What a great arm. Tyreek Hill and Waddles, two of the great greatest receivers I've seen in a long time. So anyway, a little bit of that sports stuff. Also over the weekend, I noticed that Gavin Newsom took a trip, governor of California, took a trip, an all-expenses-paid luxury trip to China to kiss the ring of Xi Jinping. Now, for those who don't know, California is becoming a communist regime. Uh, and that explains why their taxes are high and their government hasn't changed in 40 years. It's still mostly a Democrat-run state, and it's uh, considered the most expensive state to live in, the most regulated. It's got the worst homeless problem. It, it, it's, like, it's actually becoming more like Venezuela than China. So Gavin Newsom goes over to China to flaunt his maybe-I-want-to-be-president status and Xi Jinping just did what he does to all Western leaders. He, he gooses them. He praises them. He welcomes them with open arms with a knife in his back. And Gavin Newsom really believes that he is going to be able to count on the help of the Chinese to reduce a, a global warming or climate change. He actually believes that Xi Jinping is going to take his 1.4 billion people and have them convert to, to electricity, electric vehicles, when they are, in fact, the largest maker of those products, yet they consume the least amount proportionally. Because they know that it doesn't matter. They need coal. They don't need renewables. They, could, they would die if they switched to renewables. It's not going to happen. They are one of the most polluting nations on the planet. They have more coal factories going up every day. They're never going to pretend well they'll pretend but they're never going to do a damn thing about climate change and yet they represent well first of all there's nothing that anybody can do this whole notion that we can switch to renewables and somehow that's going to make the planet safer is just stupid it's it's hard for me to believe that you have so many idiots i mean anybody with a fifth grade education in science would understand that carbon is one of the most abundant and life-saving elements in our existence. We couldn't exist without it. And if you know your history, you know that 10,000 years ago was the end of the last ice age, and we've been on a warming trend ever since. By a few degrees in margins, it'll go back down again in another 10,000 years. Who knows? Maybe we'll be in another ice age. But if you're listening to Greta Thunberg, you need to get your head checked. My God. 
And you know all these weather people that are on television constantly telling you about all the records that are breaking? They're doing it because they want to keep their jobs. Nobody's going to question the narrative that we have to pay more for uh, electricity because it's the right thing to do. People in California, remember last year, they all went out and bought EVs and then they were told not to charge their, their cars because it was too much on the grid. There's not an, a, enough electricity passing through those trans, you know, transistors or whatever they're called, transformers. And it's going to continue to get worse. You think that by 2035 they're going to get rid of all gas-powered vehicles in California? There's 100 million cars there. What's that going to do to the car industry? Do you know why they're striking? Hello? Anybody in there? And yet Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, goes over to China and thinks that he's got Xi Jinping wrapped around his finger. Did you see that one video? Gavin Newsom. So, so I can't believe the, the, the words can't describe, but he's playing basketball with a kid that looks like he's about 10 years old. And he falls on the kid. I told my wife, I said, is this, G, is this AI? This can't be for real. There's, there's Gavin Newsom playing on a playground with two Chinese children. He knocks one of them over and falls right on top of him. And then when the kid's trying to get up, Gavin Newsom is patting his ass. Like, oh, boy, don't worry. I mean, it was the funniest thing. And, and, of course, you know that the Chinese media, they're loving this. Man, you talk about the ugly American. How about the ugly and stupid American? And, and before I forget, I did have an opportunity to watch Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo on Sunday, and she had two great inter interview segments, and one of them was Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker. And I have to tell you, I'm very impressed. I think she was impressed, too. He's checking off all the right boxes. I see a bright future for him. He may be the one element that, that has been lacking in, the, uh, in Congress, a true leader who has conservative stripes, someone who walks the walk and talks the talk. And I know a lot of people are, you know, sometimes they're, especially if they're not religious, they don't understand religious people. They think religious people, it's interesting, they, they totally love uh, the, the Eastern religions, but when it comes to Western religions and talks about Jesus and all this and the Bible, they get nervous. I, I'm always curious, why do people get nervous? What is it? You know what it is? It's Margaret Atwood. That's what it is. Everybody watched that stupid TV show. What was it called? Handmaid's Tale. And, and the whole essence of that movie, which completely got lost by the second episode, was what set the stage for this weird society to emerge was the fact that women couldn't have children. That there was some biological effect that created a situation where only a few women rarely could get pregnant, and they knew that society was falling apart because of it. And so they reacted. In the book, it's, a, it's an interesting story. But the movie obviously was a target towards Christians, fundamentalist Christians. We don't want to be like that. And so you have a lot of secular, liberal, 50-year-old women walking around thinking that that's what's going to happen if we let religious people get in charge. Do you think the world would be a better place without Christians? That's a good question to ask. Do you think the world would be better if it had no religion at all? That, by the way, they use John Lennon's Imagine to promote that ideology in school, if you haven't noticed, which I've always found highly offensive. But, you know, again, Mike Johnson is a 
person who walks the walk, and, and he understands the role of limited government. That's the important takeaway from his meeting, is that he understands that we are not an ATM machine for the Ukraine, and we're certainly not an ATM machine for Israel, but we do want to fight the fight that's right. And that's what I think resonates with, That's at least for me, that's what resonates with this man. Uh, in many ways, I, I, I've, I appreciated Jimmy Carter for that same reason. He was a man of great principle, but it was his actions that, of course, you know, put him in harm's way later, and it destroyed his reputation. And in the same way, Biden is doing the same thing. He's making decisions about immigration policy that are going to have effects 10, 20 years in the future. Jim Watkins here. You're listening to Speaking Out, and Mike Mark Walter is coming up next. Stay tuned.